Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Welcome to episode 23 of Birds of a Feather. Me and Zach are coming at you guys remotely again this week. My boy is on the phone. Say what's up, my G. Zach, what's going on, guys? What's going on? What's going on? Locked in, locked in, locked in. In the house. Yes, and we're over here talking about the amazing, the crazy trade that the Patriots had with the Bucks to send Gronk over to Tom Brady. Gronk, Gronk, Gronk. We also dive, obviously, into the NFL draft. The time this is yes. being recorded, the draft didn't happen yet, so we dive into what the Eagles can possibly do in the draft. Hopefully, I was right. Yes. And we obviously got to talk about that crazy last dance documentary on the Bulls' 97-98 season. Oh, Scotty, I feel so bad for you, man. <laughs> So lock in with us, guys. Enjoy this episode 23. I hope it is episode 23, so I don't have to redo this. But enjoy episode 23 of Birds of a Feather. Welcome to Birds of a Feather. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another episode of Birds of a Feather at home. My name is Brandon. Hey. I'm your co-host. And on the phone, I got my boy, my roll dog, my A1 since day one, Zacchaeus. What's really popping, my doubt? What does it do, bro? You know me. Here, locked in, in the house. Yes, sir. Clean and sanitized. <laughs> Staying away from corona. Yes, me too, bro. Me too. But my dog. I'm dying. I'm dying right now, bro. You'll be dying. all right, bro. You, you're still going to work, so you'll be all right. Facts. Definitely going to work. Um, definitely still locked in there and definitely still trying to bring you guys as much information as we can with the sports world and what's going on there and just trying to, you Which know, isn't too much. Your audios. <laughs> yeah. And my, my man just had an anniversary the other day. Congratulations. Clap it up for Zacchaeus. Facts, facts, facts. Definitely, 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 definitely. Just celebrated my two-year anniversary with my wife. Uh, you know, it was an amazing day in the house that we did, but you know, we definitely had a good time and yeah. we kind of hung out together. And, you know, I kind of mess with her about <laughs> what's going on in the world right now, bro. But guess what, though? Guess what? what though? Guess what's what? up? What's up? Yesterday, I'm chilling, maxing, and relaxing. Okay. Fresh off of work. Yep, yep. Yasmin sitting across from me. Scrolling through her phone like she always does every single day. <laughs> She's scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. She goes, Babe. Oh, yeah, what's up? She's like, Gronk's going to the Bucks. Whoa! What? <laughs> she says, Babe, Rob Gronkowski, Gronk, the Gronkinator, is going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to team up with Tom Brady. I look at her Crazy. dead in her eye, dead in her eye, and I say, stop effing lying to me. <laughs> no, just stop playing with me. Stop playing with me like that. I then go to my phone, which is on the table across from her, and I type in ESPN.com. Guess what pops up, bro? Guess what pops up? What popped up, bro? Bro! <laughs> Rob Gronkowski has ended his retirement, and he's back in the NFL playing with Tom Brady, was traded from the Patriots. To the Bucks for a fourth round draft pick. How crazy is that, bro? Wow. Yo. 
So I got I had the notification on my phone, but I was busy doing things, so I didn't really look at it. Right. And then you called me flipping. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Are you what? Are you serious? This is insane. This is crazy. And well, something you said, you said, oh, this was they set this up. They talked about this. But the Patriots traded him. And I think the Patriots did, did that because the Patriots organization has actually been really good at, like I told you before, getting rid of players right before they're about to get too old, right before their their stock starts to drop. Um, they've, been, they've been doing really well with getting rid of them before that. So I feel like this is just another example of the Patriots thinking, okay, you're a little bit older. You are been banged up for a while now because of your age, because of your position, because of how physical you play. And you didn't play at all last year. So we're okay moving this, what is it, $10 million, $11 million off of our books somewhere else, elsewhere. But it's crazy that they sent them to the Bucks. Like, was that a favor to Gronk? Did Gronk was like, y'all, I was with y'all for a minute. Hook me up. Ah, give me my oh. boy. Listen. So, yeah, you're right. Yesterday, my first my first statement was, this this was planned. Yeah. Tom Brady went to Gronk last offseason, told Gronk straight up, Gronk, I know you've been talking about retiring. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I want you to do it. I want you to do it. Gronk's probably like, why, 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 what's going on, what's going on? He's like, yo, just, I don't want you to come back here because guess what? I'm leaving after this year, Gronk, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I want you to go where I go. So, I need you to retire this year. You the really think it was set in motion that far I out. mean, I don't know. I don't know, but it's like when we're thinking about Tom Brady, the cheater, the, you know what I'm saying, the, the grand mastermind. Big facts. Duh, duh, duh. Could he have possibly knew that he wasn't going to be here and told Gronk to Gronk, go get healthy for a year, just relax, go have fun, go take trips for a whole year, and then come play with me next year? Could it be possible? It is possible. It's possible, bro. Yeah, it is possible. possible. But on the other side of that, just like you said, it could have been on some, like you, just like you said, you know, they got rid of, they, they got rid of Gronk right before, you know, he's about to yeah. basically go off this cliff. And and I feel like it, it it was more so like, you know, the Bucks reached out. I feel like Gronk probably reached out to Tom Brady and the Bucks like, look, you know, I'll come back, but I only want to come back if I can play for y'all. Bucks didn't reach out to New England like, hey, da da da. You know, Gronk wants to come back and play. New England like, well, we own his rights. Yeah. You know, and then and then they were probably like, okay, well, you know, what's up with a trade? Then I feel like you know they were like, oh, you know, what I'm saying here's a fourth round pick, and like you said. Like you said, bro, it might have been the Patriots was probably like, look, if Gronk comes back here, one, we know he's not going to be happy. It's going to yeah. be a basically, uh, it's going to be a circus. Secondly, and third, we don't know how healthy he is. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. Let's let him walk and just try to get what we can. I mean, you, you're right, bro. Like, it's it's two sides to it, but the, the I'm just like I'm just shocked, bro. I'm just shocked. Yeah, I mean, also too like. Gronkowski, he's 30 years old. Hold on, let me pull up. Right. He's 30 years old. He's 6'6", uh, 268, right? He's a tight end, but he's an extremely, extremely physical tight end. I mean, tight ends are physical by nature because of their position. But he's he. it's like he seeks out the, the, the physicality aspect. You feel me? So, And he's been hurt. I'm talking shoulders and arms and elbows and like he's been hurt for a while 
You know what I'm saying? Right. So I really think the Patriots were just like, hey, man, I mean, we're kind of in this rebuilding, relook phase. So why give this guy another 10 mil when we can put that elsewhere and maybe some younger talent? You know what I mean? But the weird thing is they just shipped him off to the Bucks, which is just, I don't know, man. It's a little weird. Um, we still don't know what Gronk we're going to get. We don't even know what That's Tom true. we're going to get, honestly. That's so, a fact. That's a fact. I mean, both well, these guys and, and could end up I, being I guess bust. it's more, right, and, and on the other side of that, too, it's more like, okay, Gronk, we don't know what you're going to bring to the table. Yeah. So at the end of the day, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're just not going to take a chance. And if they are going into this fully rebuild mode, try to make the Patriots into this, you know, change basically the image of the New England Patriots because that's what I see them doing with these moves that they made. They don't care about him walking away to the to the NFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the only way no, exactly. him is in the playoffs, like in the Super Bowl. You feel what I'm saying? Or during the expedition game during the season, that really is probably not going to mean too much, especially if it's in the beginning of the season. Yeah. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yep. So it, it, it's more like, I, I don't I, I don't know, bro, because now that you mentioned that, you mentioned the thought on the Patriots thinking like that, I mean, shit, you might be right. But yeah. on the other side of that, I'm still like, no, I think. So this dude was up to something, bro, I, way before bro, all of this came out. Facts. Way before all of this came out, they were up to something. I feel bad for OJ Howard, though. Or do you use a two tight end set like we do in Philly? I mean, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Why not? I mean, it, it's... Rock lost it's, a lot of weight. Yeah, I was gonna say he did lose a lot of weight. Yeah, and he had a whole yeah. year to recover. But it, it's 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 really good as you can see from the Eagles and our success over the over the past few years. It's really good to have two really good tight ends. I mean, it, it will not hurt you at all. You know what I mean? At all. And <laughs> having and having Gronk maybe not be get as many balls thrown his way as your other tight end. Maybe you know what I'm saying? It, it's only gonna put hunger in both them guys. I don't know, man. I, I think it's it, it's only a good thing, right? I think it's only a good thing. So, um, no, speaking of the Eagles, though. Yes. Tomorrow is the day that starts to me it is it it starts the match of the season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It just it puts it puts a perspective, it paints a picture, it puts the 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 silhouette out there as to the direction that we're going with our football team, bro. And tomorrow is the NFL draft. A lot of young men, will their, their lives will change tomorrow. Yep. For sure. Um, and on the other side of that, you know, kudos to them, kudos to their families. On the other side of that, it's time to get to work, bro. <laughs> it's time for that season. You know I'm super excited. Too. Yes. So I don't, I, the Eagles. I don't know, man. There's a lot that we need, bro. There's there is a lot, a lot that, that we re- need, but you know what we're focused on. What we should be focused on, and that is the wide receiver position. So we still have Alshon Jeffrey. There's rumors yes. going around that the Eagles are going to try to trade Alshon on draft yes. night to maybe move up. Because I know you even mentioned they're going to move up. They're going to move up. They're going to move up. And who knows? Mm-hmm. Calls will be made. On draft night. For sure. They're being made right now. Or And right now, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, who knows? Who knows? But um, there's also rumors out there that a big-time wide receiver. Now, I don't know how big-time he is because I'm not a college football guy, as you already know. But I okay. heard this guy, um, uh, what is his name? Jerry Judy. Uh, yeah. He played for Alabama, right? 
Yes. Yeah. I was hearing rumors that because of his injuries, he might fall to the Eagles without them having to move. That's now, just there's, okay, so, here, so here's the scenario, mm-hmm. right? When I think of this year's draft and I think of there's four, there's four guys right now that, that will be projected between obviously the first pick and us mm. that I feel like if we land any four of them, we'll be okay. Okay. The first, the first three, the first three will be, will be a plus a plus. All right. The the fourth one would just be like a minus, but it's still a, Oh yeah. definitely. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But obviously the top, the, the, the cream of the crop of wide receivers is supposed to be Jerry Judy. All right, he's supposed to be the guy. All right, it's supposed to go Jerry Judy. Then it's supposed to go CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. All right, he's a dog. And then it's Henry Ruggs, who played opposite of Jerry Judy at Alabama. Oh, yeah. Just ran a 4 240. Yeah, he ran the fastest 40. Yeah, ran the fastest 40, super athletic, super explosive. All right, and then the fourth guy is Justin Jefferson from LSU. Okay. All right, the guy that took the money from Odell that I showed you on the field, <laughs> the one that Odell put the, the money cat, in the hand on the, the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson is the man. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like if we land any four of those, now I really want personally, I, I would take Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I would take Henry Ruggs. Why? Because I don't think he was targeted as much as Jerry Judy was at Alabama, so his mileage isn't, you know, up there like that. I like how explosive he is. Mm-hmm. As far as obviously the forty time was amazing, but if you just watch some of his tape, even if you just watch like I was watching some on uh my my app Bleacher Report, yes, I Bleacher Report, my boy. But yeah, I was watching Bleacher Report and I was watching him uh, at a pickup game at Alabama playing like intramurals. You know how like in college play intramurals, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, basketball, intramural basketball, bro, and like intramural basketball, yeah, yeah, and like took off from like the, the three point line almost, bro. A crazy dunk, like OD it was athletic, crazy. It was insane, bro. But wait, yeah, side OD note though, athletic. side He's side note though, type. I hate balling. He's that type, and it was players. in the game. I hate balling with football game. players. Balling playing <laughs> basketball with football players is the worst, bro. I'm just telling you, it's the worst because y'all act like y'all. This is not the football field, bro. We're playing basketball. Relax. <laughs> Don't wait up, bro. I'm gonna go get it on your work. They be tackling you like they running back, bro. Two steps, bro. Two steps, not five. But yeah, definitely. So I mean, I I wouldn't mind landing any one of those guys, but yeah. but Henry Ruggs he would be my guy. But at twenty one, will do I think he'll be on the board at twenty one? I personally don't. Um, if we can get into the top fifteen, we might have a chance. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We might here's, have a chance. Cause, here's the thing for me though. I I like Alshon Jeffrey. I still really like him. I know everybody's like, uh, you know what I mean. Here's the thing. He's I'm not, not gonna, Alshon hater though. Yeah, he's I'm not, not going to get separation. Hater. That's not what he's going to do. But he is going to win those 50-50 balls. He is that guy you can just throw up and get it. Now, we want guys, obviously, that can get some separation. So I understand. But if the NFL these days, you need to. Like, yeah. You have to be able to yeah. get that at the wide receiver. Position. No, yeah, you're 100% honest. right. That's why I'm like, okay, like if we do pick up some young talent, that's never a, ba- a terrible thing to pick up young talent. But like, I still like Alshon. If we could just hold on to Alshon too, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that, you know? Now, yeah, you're absolutely right. Don't get me wrong. I I love Alshon Jeffrey. I love the prototype receiver he is. The the big guy. The I can throw it up in the back of the end zone. He's gonna go get oh, it. Oh yeah. The for sure hands. Um. Obviously, the downfalls are he's injury prone. Yeah, definitely. He's older. He's older. Yeah. 
And I don't like the rumors. I, I, I don't like that. Like, I don't like the rumors. Of, oh, Alshon was a guy that said, oh, Carson Wentz. You know what I'm saying? Carson Wentz don't show, you know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. show favoritism on the field. He only throws a Zach Ertz, basically. Like, I didn't like that. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? And if he is the guy that actually stated that to Joe Cena Anderson, who reported it, I mean, I mean, shit, bro. Like you can go. I don't. I don't want no division <laughs> in my locker room. Now I don't yeah. have Michael G- Michael Jenkins Michael, in there now. I know. For real. Like oh, I can't. I, I can't have. Can't division, afford it, bro. I can't. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I can't afford it, bro. Yeah. No, you're right. Because I, I don't have that guy that I know will go in there and straighten all that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Don't got Jason Peters in there. You feel what I'm saying? No, yeah, yeah. Like don't got Darren Sproles in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, like I got Brandon you. Graham, got Fletcher Cox, but I mean, shit. I definitely feel you. You know what I'm saying? So it's I like, know, I, I, but I love Alshon though. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have Alshon. I would love for him to just suck it up, bro. Obviously, you know what I'm saying? You helped us win a championship, man. Just, just suck it up. Stop complaining and just play ball. Be the old Alshon that you were. Yeah. No you know facts. what I'm saying? To the, our championship year, but you being injured and complaining at the same time, that shit don't mix, bro. Yeah. No, that's facts. That's big facts. And on top of that, you dropped the ball in the New Orleans game. The New Orleans Saints <laughs> game, too. And I was yeah, tired of I, I couldn't put it on your shoulders, bro, because you're outside Jeffrey, and nine times out of ten, you would have caught that ball. But, no. Like, don't don't take me there. Please don't. I know. Yeah, that, was, that was sad times. Sad times for me. But, it's, I mean, tomorrow's going to be crazy, man. Some crazy stuff going on in the draft. They're going to see where big Joe Barrow, uh, you know, LSU Tiger, the, the big Joe, Broadway, big play Joe. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what, where he goes tomorrow. Obviously, you know, Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback coming out of Alabama, he'll be leaving tomorrow. Um, obviously, you know, you got, you got Jalen Hurts in there, man. I, I mean, you got some – it's some real talent in this year's draft, man. We're, and, and tomorrow's going to be an exciting day. And a lot of lives are going to change. A lot of young people's lives are going to change. Be smart. What did Marshawn say? Take care of your chicken. Take care of your <laughs> mentals. And take care of your family, bro. But don't be out here, you know what I'm saying? Tomorrow's gonna be a crazy day. I ain't seen that kind of bread ever before in your life. But just be smart them, with them it. Them signing bonuses is gonna be crazy. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy, but just you know what I'm saying? Y'all be smart, man. And, and you know what I'm saying? Take care of your family, man, your mentals and your ticket. That's so, it and that's all. So we but so we we agree that we need to go out and get us a wide receiver in this draft, though, right? We're in agreement. For sure, bro. Wide receiver and then we go then we go defensive back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If cool. there's that can't miss guy at, at if we stay at 21 and all the receivers are going, then yeah, I think you take a can't miss guy at, at DB. But mm. and obviously get Miles Sanders some help too. Yeah, to be honest. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely you know true. What I'm saying. Um. Okay. Right. Next topic. Moving on. Is there any other NFL news? Not really. Too much going on. Nah, man. Just big draft day. Draft tomorrow, man. Draft draft day is tomorrow. Yeah, big um, draft day. The, Oh, I do want to mention something actually ahead, that bro. came out today. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Oh, uh, yeah, that's they right. That they're not having an off-season, basically, like, workout. You know, they're not having an off-season program in 2020. Which, to me, um, we know how physical the game of football is. We know yeah. how how violent it is on your physical body. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mentally as well, too. But physically, we know how violent it is. I think that's a huge detrimental, huge mistake for the New Orleans Saints. So they so they, they prematurely did this because of Corona, right? They, right. So the NFL, the NFL came out and, and basically said, "Hey, you know, 
you can't. We, we're not going to have any interaction with players, period, point blank, until this certain day, which I believe was, I think it's May 15th, mm. right? Mm. So what's happening is a lot of the teams, the other 31 organizations in the NFL, they were like, all right, well, you know what I'm saying? We're going to send these players that we just draft and all these young guys and all this, we're going to send them these off-season workout plans, plans, diets, all that, you know, yeah. via email and stuff like that. So they can follow it. So that way when they come into camp, you know, they can be ready to they're go. somewhat ready to go. Yeah. Right. But the Saints are stating that, no, they're not doing that at all whatsoever. They're just putting it on their players to come into camp ready to go. Coming to minicamp, 100% condition, eating good, all that, ready to go. And I think that, to me, is going to be extremely detrimental to them. Because I think for every – First of all, the NFL already took away how many padded practices you have and how many times you can actually hit and you oh, know yeah, how yeah. long you can have the guys out there and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, you need all the time in the world to implement these processes and these schemes that you're going to be running all year. No, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is you know what I'm saying this isn't the, this isn't the NBA to where like you, these are actual like real deal like schemes and like real you know what yeah, I'm saying like yeah. schemes that we that we scheme for this quarterback and, oh, yeah. and this fire ass wide receiver and this running back you know what I'm saying like these are schemes bro and it's like on top of that you're gonna you, they're not gonna be healthy the young guys from the 20s to the 23s probably gonna be spending bread like oh this extra time for me to go out to the club and do this and do that <laughs> George is opening back up and go to the A you know what I'm saying we're gonna go act crazy at the A like. Like, I don't know, man. If, if if you're not locked in, if you're not locked in, and you're not going to get with the Drew Breeses of the world, the Michael Thomases, you know what I'm saying? The, the guys that you know, you know, the tag games that you know that's really out there working during the whole offseason, then, I mean, it's going to be a liability, and Drew Brees is going to be highly upset when he looks at his team come well, August. Well, the, the Saints September. are pretty much saying, like, they want players to stay home, obviously because of this corona thing, and to take care of your families and make sure everybody's safe. They're using this as a precaution thing because, um, you know, a lot of people in this country realize that this corona thing is going to go longer or way longer uh, than they expected. So they're just trying to get ahead of it pretty much. Now, what I was telling you off the air is you're 100% right, but this is just the team saying this so the saints organization is saying we're not going to have an off season you know what i mean we're not going to have the otas and such now i know a lot of players before off season even starts or anything uh teams like seattle teams like the patriots um they the leaders you know they um russell wilson and tom brady they go hey fellas come over to crib or Let's meet at this location, this facility, and let's get some work in. And they go, as many players as you want to come, you can come. You feel me? And a lot of players show up on offense and the defensive side of the ball, and they work out. You know what I mean? They have their little mini offseason for for a weekend or, or such with that top player that called them over. Now, I'm pretty sure the Saints are going to do something the same. I'm pretty sure Drew Brees is going to be like, hey, guys, the organization isn't doing anything, but I'm holding it at my crib pull up. You know what I'm saying? So I honestly think that's going to happen, and I honestly think that it's going to all work out. 
It's going to all work. No, but you're right. But you're right, though. Don't get me wrong. And, and that's kind of what I was saying. Like, you know, the, the Drew Breeses and the Michael Thomas and stuff like those people of the world, they're going to be they're going to be working. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, hey, come work with me. To the other players on the team and ask yeah. them to come work out. Yeah, but it's going to be voluntary. Yeah. No, and yeah. what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the younger guys, you know what I'm saying? The guys that are just like, oh, Yo, you know what I'm saying? I'm fresh in the league. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got time. Even touch the field yet. You feel what I'm saying? Like yeah. people like that, they're not going to be the ones that's locked in, which I think can be detrimental because if everybody's not, and, and also, you know what I'm saying? The off season program is, is for your team to basically get on the same page, to build camaraderie, to, to do all that kind of stuff. You feel what I'm saying? No, no. Yeah. And like, they don't get that opportunity to do so now. Yeah. And I think that can be detrimental to a football team. A 53-man team, bro. Yeah. No, yeah. We'll you know, see. It's different than 15. But I, I honestly think I honestly think that a lot of teams are going to follow suit. So You think so? Oh, that yeah. Might, and that might be the case, too. That might be the case. Yeah, I think a lot of teams are going to follow suit. <laughs> and then we're all just going to be <laughs> at a place where – Nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> a lot of turnovers, a lot of a lot of low scoring games at the beginning of the season when it starts. A lot of them. Sloppy play, a lot yeah. of sloppy play. Yeah. I mean, even even for the NBA, even for the oh, NBA, definitely so, for the NBA. How do you feel about what? That's what I'm saying. How do you feel about if the season does come back? How do you feel about the play of it? Like, obviously, I do think it's going to be one of the best playoffs we've ever had. That's absolutely correct, but yeah. on the other side of that, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel about just the play, the the quality of play that you're going to get? I think it's going to be fun, and and the only reason why I think it's going to be fun is because everyone's well rested, and the the NFL and the NBA, it's it's kind of different when it comes to rest. I honestly think that rest in the NFL is a bad thing. Especially before you come into the playoffs, like I'm a firm believer that that bye week, you you actually just seen it over the past playoffs. You saw the Ravens was hot, on fire, had a bye week, came out cold, and that happens so many times, so much in the NFL, and I don't think that happens as much in the NBA. Health in the NBA, rest is a big deal, a big deal heading into the playoffs. You see so many teams in the last 10, 15 games, teams that are already in, they mail it in the last They're 10, playing all games. scrubs. Yeah, they <laughs> mail it in. Like, everyone's kicking it. Everyone's resting. If you do suit up, you don't play. If you do suit up and play, you're only playing a few minutes. You know what I mean? So now with all this time, guys are, like, itching to get out. Guys are itching to play ball. And guys are well-rested. My boy Ben Simmons was out before this whole stuff went oh hap- went down. Gosh. How did I I'm, know you were going to say his name now? <laughs> bro, I'm just saying. How did I know that was going to happen? <laughs> bro, he was out before this thing went out because of his back. He had lower back issues. You feel me? And now I'm reading articles on my Sixers like, yo, Ben Simmons is ready to go. Like, he's ready. His back is 100% healed. He's good Y'all going to make a run? Y'all going to make a run? Yeah, whatever we do, we're going to make a run. That's oh, yeah. facts. Okay, y'all, y'all, going to the, y'all going to the Eastern Conference? Oh, we're going to the chip. Oh, we're going to the chip. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Facts. Oh, that's facts. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, we're going to the chip. I'm not worried about that. I'm just saying, like, all everyone's well-rested. Everyone's ready to go. And the number one person that's ready to go is LeBron. Facts. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Big broad, big broad, broad. Yo, so yeah, so there's been a few things that they're ready. saying that they're gonna do. They're saying they were thinking about quarantining all the players that's already in the playoffs. So pretty much, 
it stops right now. So you don't play out the end of the regular season, which I think sucks for teams that was on that borderline about to make it in. I think that really sucks. But I understand if that happens, that gives you that should give you more incentive to play harder during the beginning in the midseason. You feel me? But they're talking about all the teams that's in the playoffs now stopping quarantining them in Las Vegas and having um the playoffs there. That's one option. First of all, Okay, can I comment on after yeah, each ahead. option? Okay. After option one, quarantine in Las Vegas doesn't even go together. <laughs> quarantine, Las Vegas, rich ass NBA players. No, bro, that's a that's a that's a whole crime waiting to happen. Bro, bro. not everybody yo, I don't know what's up with you and the NFL and the NBA, but not everybody wants to party and not everyone wants to go out clubbing and get lit all the time. Like maybe you do, maybe you do, but not everybody wants to do that. Some people is locked in and they're ready to go. Listen, I think Vegas is a horrible place to quarantine at. They need to be quarantined in a place like North Dakota, <laughs> Montana, Iowa, a place like that, bro. Don't you don't go to Las Vegas or oh yeah, let's go to Miami and quarantine. Like what? Let's bring the whole NBA to Miami, and we're just all sitting out here in quarantine. No, that makes that makes zero sense, bro. All right, bro. That makes right. zero sense. Okay, but oh, but on, hold on, I'm not finished. No, go ahead, go ahead. On option one, the other side of option one, bro. These players do not want to be out here quarantined for the whole playoffs. Just looking at each other, bro. They do not want that shit to happen, bro. They do not want to just sit there for the whole entire playoffs. Game hotel. Restaurant or not even restaurant, food delivery, game yeah. hotel, game hotel, game like no, they'll bro, be super locked in though. I'll tell you that they'll be super. They locked might be in. super locked in until they get into it, until they get into it and can't get away from the player, until they say, "Bitch ass nigga, you <laughs> fucked up." You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna see you in the hotel up. tonight, room two thirty two. Exactly. Pull up. Exactly. And you ain't got no, you can't get away. You can't be like, all right, well, at least we at home and not. I can yeah. go home to my family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be back in the morning, let steam cool off. You can't do none of that. Yeah. It's, oh, you my roommate. I'm finna whoop your ass when you get back to the hotel for blowing this shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about, yeah. think about J.R. Smith and LeBron James being roommates during this time when J.R. took that shot. <laughs> when J.R. didn't take the shot. <laughs> League sources like that, tell the ESPN crazy. that LeBron and J and 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 uh, what's his name JR Smith were fighting in exactly. the hotel room. Swollen like, eyes, uh, broken JR noses. Will be suited up tomorrow, broken <laughs> eyes. Like, like no, that's a horrible idea. I mean, yeah. quarantine in a place where where there's nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? There's not really that big of a population. Wyoming, some shit like that. Yeah, cool. Vegas, crazy. All right, I don't know, bro. Well, I, I think they're picking Vegas because of the um, what's already uh, implemented there. You know, they do the summer league there, and and there's plenty of it. And the NBA has plenty of arenas and different places where people can work out, teams can work out and such. And they also have the hotels and the space and the room and the infrastructure to you know have a bunch of NBA teams there already because they do that over the summer for. NBA Summer League. So I think that's why they were thinking about Las Vegas. Um, moving on to option number two was they were saying, hey, let's let all the NBA teams make it and we do March Madness style. One and done. Last man standing Whoa. gets the chance. Now that would be the littest thing I've ever seen in my life. That would be insane. That would be crazy. You get 
March Madness in the NBA. The only thing with that is, as we all know, one and as you know from March Madness, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Yeah. You okay. Get R.J. Barrett hitting a buzzer beater over LeBron. Yeah. In the, round, in the first round of the series, it could happen. <laughs> And now the New York Knicks are moving on. The Lakers are going on. <laughs> exactly. It could happen. You could have the Washington Wizards versus the Phoenix Suns in the finals. You could have. It could happen. You never know. Bradley Beal and Deep Book would go off. Could go off. But that would be lit. Like it would be lit. But we would. The NBA viewers, their mindset would have to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we're so used to like, see, you can't beat him in seven, though. Can't beat him in seven. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. like that. Like, it would have to like our mindset would have to change to the fact that we would just have to accept it, and it would be so hard to watch a a Knicks the Knicks versus the Wizards <laughs> <laughs> in the finals, bro. Like that would be the toughest thing to watch because it's like how. Like yeah. what? Like there's like no Giannis, no Joel Embiid, no no Braun, no you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. what? This shit's crazy. Nah, it bro. Will, it would be crazy, oh, but, but we we are in agreement though that that would be extremely fun. No, for sure, yeah. for sure. But that would we'll be, be extremely so upset though. Like imagine your Sixers lose. Imagine your Sixers going out in the first round, bro. That wouldn't. You'll happen. be hurt. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, bro. But you don't know. You That's don't know. true. Joel Embiid might wake up one day and got coronavirus symptoms. And they oh might my. <laughs> They might just send him out just for precaution, and he take the test, and then he comes out 14 days later. He didn't even have it. He was having a rough morning. <laughs> he just had the flu. Bro, you'll be, bro, you'll be highly upset, bro. Yeah, facts, big facts. I don't know, man. That's option number two. Um, what else they were saying? I think th- those are the two main ones I was hearing a lot. Um, so I don't know, man. We'll see. But they they're also talking about like if they do come back at this point, it would just jump right into the playoffs. So. Pretty much if that happens. So, what happens if they don't bring back the NBA? Do you blank this season? Do you not even, do you not award any awards? Do you not even talk about the, the year 2020? I honestly, if you what want you my do? honest opinion, I do not think that they would just close out this season. I don't think it would happen. Listen, this country and the people in this country is motivated by one thing. And that one thing is cash money. Okay. Facts. Cash rules everything around me. Uh, one of my favorite hip hop groups, Wu Tang Clan, said that cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> so for that reason, the in the owners and the league is like. Do you know how much bread we'll lo- we're already missed out on? The money that they already missed out on, the, they're crying. They already told the, the 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 players, "Listen, we love you guys. You guys are great, but we're losing money, so you have to lose money." Twenty five percent, I think it's twenty five percent of their salary is cut already now, but they're still Which getting paid, fair. but twenty five percent less, right? Fine. So instead of LeBron taking home thirty six million a year, he's going to take home twenty million a year. Yeah, so it's like. Okay, fine, whatever. But he gets to kick it at the crib and make that money. So it's like, all right, whatever. I understand. But the owners would lose out. You got to think like all the money, the TV deals. Okay, a good chunk of that will be just lost due to this, right? Um, each individual team, 
jersey sales, like food sales in the stadium, parking sales. Um, you got oh, like just so much stuff. Ad deals would be different. Commercials, all this stuff would just be scratched. The each team would lose out on so much money, and each and the, the NBA itself would lose out on even more. You know what I'm saying? So I really don't think that they're just going to say, you know what, excess. I think they're going to bring everybody back, and they're going to be like, okay, let's have no fans in the stadiums. Let's play at like a small little practice facility. Let's get some some cameras in there, uh, remotely operated cameras, and let's get this going. How do you... <sighs> How do you bring the same energy? How do you stay locked in all game? How do you, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you do those things without the fans? Like, I honestly think it would be hard. It would be hard. It would be fun to watch. It would be fun to watch. But, okay, it, it, it would be fun to watch. You're absolutely positively correct, bro. But think about you being the player. Mm. Think about, okay, think about this was you, right? Mm. So I'm going to paint this picture for you. So all your life, bro, you've been that player that's just like, you're not, you're, you're not just elite, elite, elite. I mean, obviously you're in the league, so you're elite. Yeah. But the thing that's been getting you through, you know what I'm saying, all these games and making you go off and all that shit is because you, for some reason, just find somebody in the crowd that just motivates you every single game, yeah. every single night. You know what I'm saying? That's just been your thing since, since grade school. Mm. You know what I'm saying, and and now it's just like, damn, like no fans, like literally it's energy. nobody. Like, no, it, it, mom, that's that's energy that you feed my off mom of. Can't even be in here. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, like. But I still think they would bring. The I still think they would bring. I think here's the thing, like, okay, the energy obviously would be sucked out of it for certain players, but I still think the pressure of the moment, the fact that there's still a championship on the line. And the fact that these players would forget that, oh, I mean, I'm in a little small practice facility, but this is a legit game. They would forget that, and they'd be talking even crazier. They'd be going even harder. Mix that in with the fact that what people don't realize is the referees also feed off the energy of the crowd as well. So they make decisions based off the players showing out for the crowd. So if there's no crowd... The referees aren't going to get as angry at players and their antics. They're just not because there's no crowd in there that's going to also boo, call them names, cuss at them, sometimes even throw things. You know what I mean? So no, I think fact, yeah. I if you, you mix all this stuff into it, I just think you'll have referees that are going to let things slide a little bit more. I think you'll have players that the the energy may be lacking in certain in certain avenues, but the hunger, I still think, will be there. And the fact that they're going to forget that, hey, we're still on national TV with nobody, with the fans having nothing to do, are at home kicking it, watching us. I think viewership will skyrocket. And I think that it, it's the players are going to feed off that alone. You feel me? Plus, with the weight of what's going on, the weight of, hey, we've been home this whole time. Now we get an opportunity to play like we finna let loose. You know what I mean? I just think all that stuff mixed in would result in still amazing play. Now, would it be as amazing? I don't know. But still amazing play. Also, you got to think, too, the, the team that wins would go down in 
not just sports history, but in history history because of what's going on. Yo, you're that team that won during the coronavirus. You know what I mean? Like, it would just be a huge deal. You feel me? I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. But I would just, I, I, I would love to have Adam Silver on the show. Adam Silver, my boy! Come holla at your boy, birds of a feather. Come on the Listen, show, my man. G. I just want to know what's going on, Adam. I want to know, bro, what, like, what do we want to do, man? Because I'm, I'm nervous. Like, I was, first I was hyped. I thought Braun was, was chasing this phantom MVP oh, yeah. that he was finally finna get again. And I'm just like, I was just on this, this cloud nine. Cause I'm just watching it all play out. And I've been telling Brandon, like, bro, 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 bro. <laughs> and I was just getting so excited. And then, you know, Giannis was just showing out and just playing on the level that I've never seen before. The Rockets and, were showing out. You know, out. the Rockets were coming together. Playing they little. How to play, you know what I'm saying? Playing little ball, but yeah. working. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, like, you know, Steph was back, and now, you know what I'm saying, we might get the whole Clay, Draymond, everybody might be back. Yo, back. Like, and that's another Kevin thing Durant, too. too. Like, that's what I'm saying. Kevin Durant, Kyrie back with a brand new coach. Yeah. How does that work out? That'd be crazy. You know what I'm saying? Or, or and, how does it work and don't out forget Spencer people? Dinwiddie. It, right, Spencer Dinwiddie. Okay, how does it work out with the Warriors already being out of the playoffs, and now they got Draymond, Steph, and Clay back at one time? Like, you know, do you, do you, do you give them a chance? Because, you know, if they would have been playing, it would have been a whole different kind of season. I mean, like you know what I'm saying? No, like, you're right. Like what? Like what do you do? Well, like, if it well, do you get if it stopped right okay. now? Well, it, it, they're saying it is going to stop right now. I, I don't think even if the the NBA does come back, they're not going to finish off the regular season. They're just not. So it would be Milwaukee versus Orlando. It would be Toronto versus the Brooklyn. It would be Boston versus Philly, and it would be Miami and Indiana. Okay, that's in the East. In the West, it would be the Lakers and Memphis. It'd be the Clippers, Dallas. It'd be Denver, Houston. And it'd be Utah, Oklahoma City in the West. Um, if it stopped right now. Well, it will stop right now. So if, if it began right now, actually, that would be so crazy. Okay, so you made the playoffs with no Russ, no Paul George. Fifth seed, too. Fifth seed. Steve Adams, Steven Adams, and Chris Paul. That's crazy. Man. That is crazy. But they're going to get knocked out. No fact. <laughs> Actually, who knows? Because Utah, I heard that the whole Utah team is just tight with Rudy Gobert. Like, everyone's like, yo, we're done with you. Like, there's been reports that that relationship with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell and some of the other players is just like, they can't mend. It can't get fixed. They're tight. They're pissed. I can see that, though. I don't think you should be. You I can see that, that though, man. but I can see. I mean, I would definitely get rid of. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna make that statement. <laughs> I'm not gonna make that statement. But moving on, but both of them, but either one can go. Yeah. No. Well, not if you really want to yeah. think about it. Either one can really go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty, I mean, you do have a defensive player of the year in Rudy Gobert. Multiple so on top times. Of that, like, you have. Right, you have multiple kind of players. You're on top, on, on top of that, you have scorers around him, mm. so you're not going to need him just to be a fucking scorer. Yeah, I mean, Donovan Mitchell can really go, and Mike Conley and dog. everybody else can step up. But Donovan Mitchell is a dog. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell is a dog too. But it's like, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. Like I said, either one can go. Yeah, 
If I just had, if I, if I can put both their names in a hat and just pick one and be like, "Oh, sorry." Yeah, I'm picking Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Donovan. Give me Donovan. I'll take Donovan Mitchell, but you have multiple scorers there. You talk yeah, people that can really score the ball and can get their own shot. Yeah, you I don't know, man. Saying? But moving on to big news, since there's no sports, everybody was talking about. Everybody was hype on. Everybody was gassed about. The Last Dance, Michael Jordan, Chicago Bulls, 97-98 season documentary. Everybody talking about that. I stayed up. I was excited for it, okay, gassed for it. I stayed up and watched both episodes, and I freaking loved it, bro. A mix between my favorite sport, basketball, with one of my favorite players, Michael Jordan, mixed with documentary and videography and cinematography mixed together. That is my dream, and I enjoyed it. My favorite player is Michael Jordan is one of my favorite players by default. Michael Jordan is like, you know how when you get MySpace and like Tom yeah. was always your first friend? Yeah. Like that's how Michael Jordan is to me <laughs> when it comes to basketball. <laughs> you can't get rid of that friend. Like Michael Jordan, like, okay, he's Michael Jordan, he's your friend. Yeah. He's the very first friend. Yeah. Everybody else I get to pick, and I pick LeBron. Oh my god! <laughs> but yeah, speaking of, speaking of that though, you're you're absolutely right. The last dance, it was amazing. I actually only watched a show and a half. Mm. Um, my apologies, but I fell asleep because I had to uh, get up and go to work. It was late. First um, episode was at ten. No, nine. nine. I'm sorry, yeah, nine to ten. Nine. And then the second one was ten to eleven. Yeah, it's late. I actually dozed off in the middle of it, right when Scotty Pippy, Scotty Pippy. Scotty Pippen <laughs> was was coming on and introducing you know his, his point to his being and and I must just say this obviously we've only seen two episodes still eight parts to go just to see them be able to dive into Michael Jordan and his one year of life this is just amazing to me though yeah it's crazy like because we Michael Jordan is like that incognito kind of basketball player like. Obviously, he's the greatest player of all time, but he wasn't that open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like, he just wasn't. That's well, it was it was during a time where, was. you know, not a lot of players were open, and the ones that were, were, there was really nothing to be open to. You know what I mean? There's no social media. You know what I mean? There's yeah, no going true. live. There's none of that stuff. So, it's really like players were more of a mystery back then. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So what do you so so what what do you think was the craziest part of the first two episodes so far? Oh man. Um so well two things. Number one was what Michael Jordan said about his rookie season. Did you remember that? When he was talking about the team and all the drugs that was going on. What did you say? I'm sorry. You see that? When they were talking about the teams and all the drugs that was going on during his rookie season? Yes, where he walked in on the play. He shouldn't have said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, bro, it's, that was back in, what, 80-something? What was it? 80? What, what was that? 84, 83, 82, something like that? So, I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't know. It, it, what's the statute of limitations here on the drugs? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, come on up. That's funny as hell. But yeah, that part that part was hilarious. <laughs> like, come He's on, a bro. snitch, bro. Michael George's a snitch. He is not, bro. It happened in '94. 
<laughs> like, are you kidding me? 94? You heard it here first. Or not 94, 84. I'm sorry. It happened in 84. You heard it here first, guys. Michael Jordan is a snitch, bro. Oh, my gosh. 84. He said he walked in. He said he walked in. He But he, but he did clean it up, though. He said, well, I walked in. Everybody was just doing their own thing. One had girls over there. He had liquor over there. You know what I'm saying? So he was, like, making it. He was making it seem like it wasn't just a drug room. Yeah. There was a little bit of prostitution going on, a little bit of weed, a little bit of cocaine. You know what I mean? A little bit of anything in there. <laughs> they was like, oh, it's just Jordan. It's just Mike. That's just Mike. He, he be all right. He a rook. Michael Jordan was like, no, nah, I'm getting out of here. But as we later know, a few years later, Michael Jordan was in that room, too. It was like, hey! Savage, <laughs> bro. Um, but, yeah, that was crazy. And obviously the big thing, Scottie Pippen and that deal he signed insane bro insane that's just sad bro it's crazy it's sad but that's the deal that he signed bro that's the deal that he agreed to so yeah so i was telling you off air so the reason why he said he signed that deal was because scotty pippen was tell um, them the deal just in case they didn't watch it bro. well if you missed it scotty pippen is one out of like he had like seven or eight like a million other brothers and sisters right and his dad was, you know, in a wheelchair and had issues. And his mom was the main breadwinner, but she also had issues as well. So, you know, money was extremely tight, and he obviously didn't grow up in the in the best situation. Um, so when he made it to the NBA and he got out of his rookie contract and he had to re- renegotiate contract, the Bulls obviously still wanted him because he's just an amazing player. Like people forget, people like you, Zach forget how amazing Scottie Pippen was and how much of a help he was. He was a How'd top... you just put that on me? Because you always... You I'll tell you why. No, I'll, I'll tell you why. Because we talk about Steph Curry and we talk about Klay Thompson and Draymond Green and that team. And you go, oh, Steph Curry had this help. So his MVPs and all this stuff, he had help, he had help. And people forget that Michael Jordan, LeBron James, they all had... A lot of help, too. Michael Jordan had Scottie Pippen with him. Scottie Pippen was a top 10 player at the time. He was a top 10 player. Now, Scottie Pippen is like a top top 25, top 30 player in the history of the league. Like, Scottie Pippen is the real deal. You feel me? So, people forget a lot of that. Like, not only on the offensive side of the ball, but his defense was unreal. You feel me? So... A lot of people just forget how big, how important he was. So when he got out of that rookie contract, he looked at his family and how they needed money and how all his brothers and sisters needed help. And he said, you know what? I need to secure my future. Back then, you know, the endorsement deals wasn't like it is now. You know what I mean? Club promoters and stuff wasn't like it is now. And social media payments and ads all that stuff didn't come like it is now so the player's big check their main check was the nba so for him signing an eight a seven year 18 million dollar deal to a lot of people was like still was like "Mm, you're locking your stuff in for seven years scotty you really want to do that um but scotty was like look i need to lock myself in because if i get injured that's it that's it. So if I lock myself in, then they still got to pay me this bread no matter what happens. That's that's his mindset. So he was like, I'm going to sign this 18 million seven seven year 18 million dollar deal. And at the end of the at the end of that 7 years, 
during that 97, 98 season, Scotty was fed up, man. He's like, yo, I'm severely underpaid, severely. He was the 122nd work, um, highest played pay player in the NBA at the time. 122 people was making more money yeah. than Scotty Pippen. And he was like second. He was like second in the NBA, like everything. That's what I'm saying. It was like, yo, this yeah, dude was a baller, and he's making way less money than your sixth man on the bullets. It's just, it's insane. It's insane. So. He was fed up. He tried to renegotiate. Obviously, the owners was like, God, no, you're locked in. So no renegotiating. And at the end of that time, he was just fed up like, yo, like I'm not making a lot of bread. I hurt myself and y'all just just not seeing the value in me. So forget y'all. You know what I'm saying? And and he did all that stuff. Yeah. So they pretty much said he had surgery um, after they won the chip. He should have had surgery right away. But he was like, no, I'm not going to mess up my. My off season, my party in time, we just want to chip. I'm not finna mess that up and be in a boot, you feel me, the whole time. I'm gonna wait until right before this season starts, then I'm gonna go get surgery. <laughs> Savage. Savage, bro. But Jordan said, like, so so Jordan did come to his defense and he did say, like, you know, he didn't think that Scotty had those intentions though. You know what I'm saying? Like, but what I mean, the, all like, that's with now the injury, water you mean? under a bridge. Yeah, well, to, to he didn't think that he purposely decided to have the surgery to be like detrimental towards the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he was really. Here's the thing: he was really going at ownership and management. That's really who we should have dig it to. But it ended up hurting the team as well because in the beginning of that season, they talked about in the documentary how you know they were struggling without him, and, and my, Michael Jordan had to carry the whole team like on his back, which. People need to realize that's a very hard thing. Like, there's not one player in the history of the NBA that won a finals, won a championship alone. It just doesn't happen because you're in the NBA and it's it's everyone's great. Okay, everybody's great. So, facts. Um, yeah. So I thought that was very interesting as well. So I'm anxious to see, um, you know, part three and four coming up this Sunday. Damn. Yeah, well, at least we at least we get to see that man. Something to continue to look forward to. I'm so happy that they did push that shit up. Yeah, you know, I know. Because at first, for for a while, it was just like, oh damn, we got to wait all this time. I think it was like what July. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. You know, July. June or July. Something like that was supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we would have been here going crazy. You got look at listen to this six time NBA champion. Seven-time NBA All-Star, three-time All-NBA First Team, two-time All-NBA Second Team, two-time All-NBA Third Team, eight-time NBA All-Defensive First Team, eight times. Two-time NBA All-Defensive Second Team. He led the league in steals in the 95 season. Okay. Jersey got retired. Um, This is all Scottie Pippen's stats okay you hear that stat line you hear that when did he retire line? when did he retire uh it says career uh 2008 who play. did you play with last uh he played with the portland trailblazers you remember scotty playing for them 
I remember him playing for them. He was I, old. I, probably, I think I. I, think I well, it I says. Well, hold on. It says playing career nineteen eighty seven to two thousand four, and then it says two thousand eight. So, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He played he came for. Back oh no, here. he played overseas. Okay, he played overseas in two thousand eight. So, over in two thousand eight, he played for the Sunsville Dragons. Um, I think that's over in China, but he retired from the NBA in two thousand four. And his last team was, um, yeah, he actually went back to Chicago, 2003, 2004, he went back to Chicago. Um, but 2000, he, 2003, he was with the Trailblazers. Yeah, I think, I think it's crazy when they say he only made, what, $33 million over the course of his career? It's insane, bro. Which, if you say the course of the career, not, not one year, that's the course. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. I don't know, man. Scotty Pippen. One of the greats. Yeah. Scotty, Scotty, Scotty. I don't know, man. If you want to come on the show anytime, Scotty, we can talk about your salary back in the day. My boy, come on the show. Pull up to the crib. Just wear a mask. Big facts. Big facts. Wear a mask and wash your hands. So guys, I, I promise, I promise you, I promise you that Brandon and I are, are definitely working to to get back together soon. Um, you know, because we, we we like being around each other, we like the yep. energy that we give each other. Obviously, you know, with recording these calls, and it's just it, it's not the same, guys. It's not the same with us being face to face, sitting here. I'm pointing at Brandon, laughing at the Sixers. <laughs> All right, so you guys. You guys just continue to bear with us. Thank you to all of our followers. Yes. Everybody that's continuing to lock in, that's sharing. Continue to subscribe and, you know, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Yes, sir. And if you know anybody, let them know that they are my boy. Oh, and also, if there's any topics that you guys want to hear, let us know because we are running out, clearly. Yes. The world is running out of sports <laughs> topics. That's why they're playing 2K on ESPN. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, guys, birds of a feather. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Birds of a feather. <laughs> <laughs>